Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Time now for the nightcap. Who are you talking to right now? Ryan Gates. Do you know how much I make a year? I mean, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. Do you know what would happen if I suddenly decided to stop going into work? A business big enough that it could be listed on the NASDAQ goes belly up. Disappears. It ceases to exist without me. No, you clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot. You think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, let's just do it right now. John Taffer, ladies and gentlemen, is a American entrepreneur. By yes. the way, this is a nightcap. Um, Jody Biasi and Ryan Gates here for another hour. He is uh, from the show Bar Rescue, a show I do not watch but do know exists, and I recognize him from you know, social media and ads and other stuff and whatnot he, from the show. He's on Barstool quite a bit now, honestly. Yeah. He is on Barstool quite a bit, and I think it makes sense because he has like an abrasive type of personality. Yeah. Have you ever watched Bar Rescue? I mean, what it always turns into is him yelling at people and then obviously turning the bar around and making it into something successful, even though there's been studies done that those bars go under pretty quickly after he has, quote, rescued them. He's pretty much a grimier version of Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, no, he's an American version of Gordon Ramsay. Gordon okay. Ramsay's, you know, foreign. Sure. He's a foreigner, and this is the American version of Gordon Ramsay. He doesn't do high-end restaurants. He does bars. Um, but anyways, he, he has a new show which premiered on Sunday, which I did not know existed until it showed up on my social media feed. But he has a new show. He's delving deeper into the reality TV realm, Marriage Rescue, featuring John Taffer. <laughs> Where he invites... He's the guy that's doing that show? Yes. He invites like troubled couples to this five-star resort and tries to sort out their issues. I don't know what makes this man believe that he is a marriage therapist. People actually go to school for that. I don't think this guy has a psychology degree. I think he is an egomaniac who just thinks he can fix things. Who would be the, the guy or the, the, the girl, like celebrity-wise, that would host that show? Would be better suited for that show? Marriage Rescue. I'm thinking like marriage rescue. I'm thinking Dr. like Phil? oh Larry David and on that Larry David so on funny. yeah that would so be funny. funny. I I'm 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 looking for sheer entertainment here. So if we're going to enter- better than John Taffer. Oh no, I think I I didn't watch it personally, and I probably won't. To be completely honest, I am intrigued because I have started watching trash television like mm-hmm. uh, the show Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> That's not a show. Come on. No, 90 the, Day Fiance is a 90 show. 90 Day Fiance. It's a show about people fiance. who meet online, but it's foreign people from different countries, and then they move to America to be with their potential. Wow, look at their, this. Their potential like marriage, wedding partner, and they have 90 days essentially to figure out if they're actually going to follow through with the marriage before they get deported. Is this a TLC show? It seems like yeah, a TLC, TLC show. Bravo. <laughs> of course, it is. one of those yeah, yeah. shows, you know. My sister made me watch it, and then I honestly, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of, but it is so trashy that I ended up getting hooked, and 
I, I don't like well, seek it out myself, but if it's on, I'm like, okay, I could watch this. It's kind of hilarious. Well, you're living the life. Yeah, I guess. I watch uh, 90 Day Fiance instead of sports. That's what's ended up happening to me. 90 Day Fiance. And I, I will check out Marriage Rescue at some point because all it's going to happen is going to be John Taffer screaming at people about their issues, acting like that's going to fix their issues somehow. That could work. And bringing them, work, bringing them to a five-star vacation, vacation resort. So I think that's that, oh, probably going to be the That's why they're part. all doing it. Well, yeah, of course. There's got to be. They're not trying to fix their marriage. Yeah. They're trying to go to a five-star resort and be and on TV. And potentially, like, there's going to be other there. couples there that are having marriage problems, right? In theory? I'd assume so. So it's going to be like a swingers resort is, I think, what it's going to turn into. Jesus. Like, you, you you got a bunch of couples with marriage problems on, on one resort, five-star resort, it's a tropical paradise. What's going to happen? I think there's going to be a lot of infidelity happening. That's what I think happens. And then John Taffer yells at you. All right. Tune in for that. Where, where is that? TLC 2? Uh, uh, the Paramount Network. What used to be mm. Spike TV. Right. RIP Spike TV. Spike TV is dead. Um, so Roger Goodell spoke on Monday. Weird transition, I know, but let's, let's go for it. Roger Goodell spoke on Monday on the stadium. And I, I know you're a guy who goes to games and are, is familiar with the, with the tailgate scene. Yes. And my my I know I'm biased. Like, I admit that right out front. I know I'm biased. I grew up walking distance from the stadium. But I think you move that stadium downtown – and build this, it's not going to be a palace, but you build this upscale version of what you already have, maybe a version of the Steelers Stadium that comes up a lot, or even if you did a dome and did like what the Lions did 15 years ago, however old their stadium is, I think you kill the tailgate scene. I think you kill the game day atmosphere that currently exists in Orchard Park. And I don't want to see them do anything. I'm not sure how realistic that is that they... I'm not, not that I don't want to see them do anything. I want them to see you do renovations. If you do something, renovate the stadium you've got. I don't know how realistic that is. That's where I am at, where I want them to do that, but I'm not sure it's going to happen. Where do you sit? I, I'm with you personally. I mean, the, the scene that you have out there, and I know it's kind of the identity that Bills fans have really developed over the years, and I think part of the reason why it's developed so much, why the Bills – uh, there was a study done. I think it was Sports Illustrated or ESPN. They did a ranking of like tailgate scenes across the NFL. Yeah, and the Bills were ESPN. number one. Yeah. The Bills were number one, and then they did it throughout college football. And I forget who was number one there, but then they did just the combination ranking of tailgating scenes in college and NFL football, and the Bills were like a top three destination for a tailgating scene. And I think the identity of Bills fans of being able to do that, partially because you know the team has been kind of terrible yeah but that identity of bills fans i think is important to this community which i think you have to take that into consideration now going back to to nate when he was on he talked about the competitive nature of the bills in the nfl when roger goodell talks about the competitive nature of the bills i don't think he's talking about the on the field product he's talking about the revenue that they're generating that's strictly what he's talking about and when you're talking about the price of a bills game the Bills tickets are one of the cheapest seats in the NFL. When you're talking about how much they're making probably in, in parking, I'm assuming they're, since there's so many open lots around the stadium, they're probably not bringing in as much parking revenue as other teams are. So I think when you're looking at it from a game day revenue focus, 
The Bills are probably pretty low on that list. They don't have a ton of luxury boxes. They don't have a ton of corporate sponsorship or anything like that because Buffalo's not a huge market that's going to allow for that kind of sponsorship like Los Angeles or even Miami or New York. Like It's just not going to happen in Buffalo. So what it comes down to for me is I would like to see it stay in Orchard Park and you kind of keep this grassroots kind of feel to it where the Bills still feel like that old school NFL team just by the way that the stadium is. Mm-hmm. I think you you take that and you, you renovate it. The question is, if you're going to do these major renovations and it's going to take some time, I know... Arrowhead was able to get renovated and be ready for a new season. But the Vikings, for instance, they go to they were playing at the Minnesota College Stadium for, right, a, year. for a year. Yeah. And I'm I'm not sure about the Bears. Did the Bears move when they did the, the renovations on Soldier Field? I don't I don't think, think so. so either. No. So I think they did that over an off season. So there there is that. I would like to see them just renovate what's there. I like it being in Orchard Park personally, and I think I'm a little bias too. I'm I'm also a South Towner, so I did not grow up walking to Bills games. I didn't grow up going to a ton of Bills games. But I think the atmosphere you get around that stadium just in the pregame is is unique to an NFL experience where it's not a city atmosphere. You go to last year I go to Indianapolis for a game and the the stadium, it's not exactly right downtown. It's not right on their bar district or anything like that, but it's a downtown stadium. Like uh, You can get to the rest of the city fairly easily. They got those scooter things you can click an app on and ride around, and you can get anywhere downtown from the stadium. The Bills isn't like that, and I think that hurts it a little bit, but it's not that bad of a drive. So if you're willing to make the drive, it's, it's fine. It really is fine. So I would like to see them renovate what is the stadium now, New Era Field, the renovations mm-hmm. I'd like to see. I wouldn't like to see a dome. I've been listening to the morning show driving in yeah, recently. I, mean, just... I like the roof idea where it's you not do? like oh, the, the... like the partial roof. Like it is in Miami where they have kind of the partial roof, not a full roof. It's kind of like that in Seattle too where there's Basically, sort of a, a partial roof. Yeah. where Essen- it, Essentially what it does is it keeps the fans dry, but it, the stadium still has the elements. Yes, I you keep the fans dry so mostly and I agree with a lot of what Jeremy says I don't care about the cold it's those games in November usually they come where it's 37 degrees and it's raining and you're soaked and those games are just freaking gross to be at they suck like get I can do 25 degrees in snow layer up yeah it's cold but you're okay like those conditions are just absolutely miserable so if you're able to at least keep fans relatively dry and then the bills a few years ago went for that record of being the loudest fans in the NFL you want to know what would help try to get you to that record <laughs> a roof that's going to bounce some of that sound back onto the field so i i would like to see it stay in orchard park you keep that tailgating atmosphere you put a roof over it maybe a little bit bounce some of that sound back and you make orchard park just a a rocking place again um once they they do want to do that but i think the nfl is going to be looking for that big cash cow kind of stadium i know where people can cash in like you can't expect that here i I I get that you they want it but you look at like green bay for instance um green bay had a couple of years after bart star we kind of mentioned this from sports illustrated earlier after bart star left in green bay they went through a period where they were not winning and the nfl was kind of getting on them like hey your stadium's old uh, you're not really bringing in any money. Like we, something's got to change here. They got Brett Favre. They started winning, and they're not a problem. They make a bunch of money in Green Bay, the smallest market in the NFL. 
part of the reason I think you're just not competitive financially with the rest of the league is you're not winning. You haven't been competitive on the field. That is the end. That's the number one reason that you have not been pulling as much weight as you've been. Like, of course, your city matters. Your who your fans are. That all matters. But I'm somebody that who grew up with the Bills being as bad as they were. I would go to games paying six bucks for tickets sometimes on the secondary market. You know what? Want to know why? This team stunk. And you're not going to sell as many tickets when your team stinks. The secondary market's going to affect that. The amount of merchandise people buy is going to affect that. Like, I'm wearing a hoodie right now that I went out and bought when the Sabres were in first place in November. You want to know why? Because the Sabre fan in me went, all right, I'm pumped up. Let's go. Like, all right, that, that hoodie is awesome. I'm buying that. You know what I wasn't doing when they were losing 14 out of 17? In March, wearing I, wasn't, that hoodie. I wasn't wearing the hoodie, and I certainly wasn't going and buying other merchandise. I think all of that kind of stuff is affected when you're not putting the when you're not keeping up on the on-field product. I think the Bills renovated the stadium, and they went on a, a stretch here. Say, say, for instance, Josh Allen is going is great. Like he's going to be a top ten quarterback for the next fifteen years. You're gonna pull your weight revenue wise. You're just gonna. Everything is more expensive when that happens. People buy more merchandise. People will be more willing to pay for more beers, uh, concessions, tickets especially. That all changes, I think, when you start to win. I think that's the biggest reason that they haven't been competitive. I think for Roger Goodell to say it's because of where your stadium or what your stadium is, sure, that's probably a factor, but I don't think it's the biggest factor. I think the Bills are always going to be that team that's near the bottom of the league in revenue, and it's just sure. a, due to the fact of what the Buffalo market is. And it's it, I'm not I'm not saying that at all. Obviously, I live in Buffalo. I love Buffalo. I love the fact that the Bills are here. But it's it's just a statement of fact that it's going to be consistently one of the smallest markets. And now that you have a team like Oakland going to Las Vegas, you have St. Louis go to Los Angeles, San Diego go to Los Angeles. You've got all these what you would consider smaller revenue, smaller market teams. And when it comes down to it, the NFL and what they're about and what the rest of the owners are about is money. And they're all about making money. They don't care about the people of Buffalo when it comes down to it and our little football team that we have here and the history that we have, all that fun stuff that we love as the community and the community is built around here and the association the community has with the teams that live here. The and what I want to call them oligarchs of the the NFL, they don't care about that at all. Jerry right. Jones doesn't give a damn about Buffalo. He gives a damn about what, how much money he's going to make off of no. the rest of the teams in the league. He probably wants them in Toronto. He, uh, yeah, absolutely. For- so what it comes down to, it's going to be how much of a backbone does Terry Pagula have and the Pagulas have to say the amount of money that we've invested into this city and invested into the people and invested in these teams and the facilities here – how much are we willing to continue to say we'll continue to invest in that? And then how much are they going to ask from us to put into that if they do have to build a new stadium? I think that's what the real question comes down to because I think without the taxpayers, there's going to be a lot of questions, even with a, a ownership group like the Pagulas here, mm-hmm. if it's feasible. And I think that's going to be a real question. Let's get Buzz and Buffalo in on this. Buzz, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Fellas, how you guys doing? Good. I'm Ryan Gates. How you been? Yeah, you know, I'm hanging in there, just, just working. All right, good. Good. Hey, so, yeah, I wanted, to, I did want to touch on the stadium issue. A couple things. Um, first of all, I, I believe the Chicago Bears did play at the University of Illinois when they were getting their stadium rented, when Soldier Field was getting renovated. Okay. I can't remember if it was full, a half a season or a full season. 
But so anyway, um, I, I really just want to see the stadium stay where it is. You know, I'm kind of biased. I was at the first game, the first preseason game there in 73, and I have a lot of fond memories. And I, I would think that Roger Goodell, I know he works for the owners, and the owners only care about money, but he is from Jamestown. And, and you kind of kind of have the feel, like you guys were just talking about, is that it's like it's community around that stadium. And if you move it downtown, you're going to have – you're just going to lose so much tradition. And um, I'd hate to see that happen. And so I think renovation is the way to go. And I was looking at um, Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Arrowhead is basically – Arrowhead opened one year before Rich. And it's basically the same stadium. Um, the same architecture firms worked on, on, worked on both stadiums. And I guess Arrowhead is kind of known to be one of the first – stadiums of that type so go and see what they did they spent 350 million dollars renovate it and i have a friend that's from kansas city and he said it's awesome and kansas city probably right up there with the tailgate tailgate uh you know tailgate mm-hmm. mission, you know and so he said you know he was really happy they didn't move it and then he said the renovations were great and um it's just an environment you don't want to lose that environment and uh, you guys have a good night go bill thanks thanks buzz buzz thanks for the call man um, they were yeah. they were at the University of Illinois. It happened the 2002 Chicago yeah. Bears season. They played at the uh, University of Illinois. Pete in Florida, Texan. John Taffer is the Nathan Peterman of bars and restaurants. God help us all. Wow. I mean, I don't think I want to go that low for, <laughs> that for John some... Taffer, but, I mean, Woo! that is a take. That's and tough. I enjoy the Nathan Peterman of bars. Yeah. He doesn't have a great success rate, honestly, but he does put no. on entertaining television, which probably that's half the job. That that's that's his only job. His only his job is no. not to actually rescue these bars. His job is to make you, entertaining television. What are you talking about? The name of the show He's is like, Bar Rescue. He is like the NFL. He doesn't care about the little guys at these bars and making them successful. He cares about padding his own pocket. But the NFL is is tr- putting football on the field like that. They're putting. They're trying to put on an entertaining television product. They're doing it via football. His goal to is to make television via rescuing these bars. No, like that's the concept of the show. You're you're right. He that fails is, at it. But but he he rescues them and he he tells a good story. And at the end of it, it says, "Oh, this bar six months down the line I, it netted a, a higher revenue than it was bringing in previously." But they don't tell the full story of three years down the line what happened. I don't know the, this guy too much, but he sounds like a fraud. Yeah, I mean, he's on TV. Aren't like most people who are on TV or the radio frauds. Ooh, I can only speak for myself. Complete fraud. Some, I would say, yeah, no, no, most, most, okay. I'm going to yeah. search bar rescue stats and see like what comes up when I search bar res- rescue stats. Gotcha. All bar rescue updates. Bararescueupdates.com. So Whoa. there is an entire website <laughs> dedicated. dedicated to bars <laughs> to that sites. have been rescued and how there's, well there's that we- they are doing. There's websites dedicated to everything, though. Yeah, you're right. You want to tell everybody one more time uh, why, why you're here and why you're uh, yeah. what you're trying to what I'm trying to accomplish. So yeah, I do. I am running a fundraiser for the 11 day power play. Uh, most of you who've listened to the station know what that is pretty extensively. Uh, but it's an 11 day hockey game, uh, this year, much like last year, they're having teams do four hour shifts. Each player is required to fundraise a specific amount and all proceeds go to Roswell park camp. Good days and the make a wish Western New York foundation. So 
all great causes. I'm personally running a fundraiser with Brian Mazurowski of WBEN, um, and we are hosting a beer blast where you get beer, food for $20 at the Third Warder Social Club in North Tonawanda. Food's going to be provided by Fat Man's Pizzeria in North Tonawanda. So you get beer. You get food for $20. There's going to be raffles there. There's going to be 50-50 there. So there's going to just be general nonsense. Joe's going to be there. I'll be, I'll be there. there. Brian will be there. I'm assuming I'm going to convince Nate to go. We'll, we'll see how that goes when I'm with him on on um, on Saturday. But it's next Friday, June 14th, 6 to 10 p.m. on Friday. So it's like a nice Friday happy hour. It's yeah. early in the night, so you can go. You can drink. If you decide you want to go out afterwards, you can go out afterwards, or you can just go home, call it an early night. Josh Allen might be there. Josh Allen might be he there to punch me in the face. Josh Allen has not said no. He has, he has had an open no. invite via Twitter. No knows yet. And he has not rejected the invite. He has not RSVP'd with regrets. Jack Eichel? Yeah, he's definitely not going to be there. Oh, he said no. Yeah, he said no. Well, at least we might still have Allen. Maybe. That'd we'll see. Let's uh, let's take one more call before we hit a break here. Let's go to Chris in Atlanta. Chris, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Hey, guys. How are you tonight? Good. How are you, hey, man? Good, good. So, you know, I, I I grew up in western New York, and I'm, uh, I live in Atlanta. I've been here for a long time, and the fan base isn't exactly stellar for the Falcons. Um, but the thought of the in-town versus the out-of-town stadium, because, you know, we've got our in-town stadium as the Falcon Stadium, and we've got our out-of-town stadium, which is the Brave Stadium. They did a phenomenal job with the stadium for the, for the Braves, for sure. The, the difference is I've also been to Bill's Stadium. I've been to Green Bay. I've been to a number of – I used to go to the Big Sombrero down in Tampa once upon a time. But, you know, I went to Green Bay, and the, the thing was, and I don't know today, like when you guys go to a game – Talk about the concessions, because I can walk up, I get a great product for a great price in a timely manner at Falcon Stadiums when I go to see the Bills last year. Um, when I went to Green Bay, an old stadium, I mean, you can renovate, but there's only so much you can do with it. You know, you've got one bowl, and then you've got a second bowl, and everybody funnels down to the same place, and that's where all your concessions are. So the experience, the fan experience, where they did it at the Braves Stadium, they're kind of similar, but they also did an infrastructure around it. So it was upbringing, and there are a dozen restaurants, bars. It's busy all the time. It's not just on game day. Um, so, I mean, to have an idea, and I mean, actually, I like the idea. There's an island right off, off the uh, downtown Buffalo. It's not far from where the hockey arena is. That, I've overlaid the stadium for the, for the Bills today on top of that island. It fits perfectly now. I don't know who owns it. But could you imagine having, like, an outdoor stadium with those things you were talking about, like some sort of Seattle type of dome? looking directly out over Lake Erie and having that as your your, your, your vision and your viewpoint. And then the reverse side, you've got downtown Buffalo. So you could do almost an in-town thing but have an out-of-town thing as well. Yeah, Chris, thanks for the call, man. It's interesting. I, I'm still not – I don't know. I'm still not loving the idea just for the logistics of the downtown stadium. But, like, you, 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 you make it – Tempting. Like that Pittsburgh, for instance. Pittsburgh gets all this love for where their baseball stadium is, right? Because of the, the sight lines and the scene. And you don't have that at Ralph Wilson Stadium. And the, I Ralph, mean the, the football Fieldball. stadium's right down there too in Pittsburgh. Right. That's it, all right there. And you don't really have that in Orchard Park. No. That's definitely true. So you're tempting me there because if you did look to the left at oh look, there's Lake Erie and you look to the right and there's the city. Like that would be cool. Like that would be awesome. But be real windy. It, to me, it doesn't it would be windy. Ooh, 
I, I, I just thought about that, though. Real that, that, Willie. No, I don't want that at all, then. Because I'm trying to throw the football. That's another excuse then to be, oh, we got the wind. We're, oh, Ben Roethlisberger, we, is it windy in Pittsburgh because they're on the river? How, how windy is it in Pittsburgh? I don't know. How how much wind do rivers Chicago create? is the windy city. Have they ever had a good quarterback? Uh, Jim McMahon. Rex Grossman. Long time. Rex Grossman was not a good quarterback. Chris Chandler. He played there for, I think, a little while. Who? He was the Falcons quarterback. He played in the Super Bowl once. Oh, yeah. Jamal Anderson was, was a running though? back. No, he was not good. Okay. I, I honestly, Cutler might have been their best quarterback. Yeah, and he could cut through the wind. And Jay Cutler, he's got he's got some trash television that he's on now. He's on this show, oh Very God. Cavallari, with uh, Kristen Cavallari. Yeah. And apparently he's hilarious. I've never seen it, but... He's just, never shown an ounce of emotion or humor in his life. I but think he does he's doing show humor by How? his... By his lack of emotion and just the fact that he throws snide, snarky comments left and right. He's so dry and boring that it's funny. Sure. I, I'm, I don't know. I've no, always, no, no, I've always right. connected It's not just that he's dry and, and boring. It's that he like hates everybody. Yeah. It's great. He just <laughs> hates right. everything. That's right. Uh, 8030550 is the phone number. It's the nightcap. Jody Biasi, Ryan Gates, and Mike Jafari here on WGR. I would say discussions continue to go very well, but uh, as I've said before, you never have a deal completely done until there's a, a signature on there. But I think through the whole process, both sides want to get a deal. I think it's been a very good relationship from the Buffalo Sabres standpoint. I also think it's been a very good relationship from Jeff's standpoint, and we've continued the dialogue going. I understand people always want a deal done as of yesterday. Wait, what? What did you just say? I, I, I can't know. let that go. All right, I'll, I'll just say it. I'll just say it. Paul Pierce just said on national television that the the wheelchair incident, right? Oh, you know right, what I'm talking about? He got wheeled out and yeah. then he came like running back in like a superhero. It. He just said it was because he had to poop. Man, that is. He just said it on TV, or at least I'm reading that he said it. So I'm trusting. I, it's a trustworthy person. It's a blue check mark. Um, mm, I don't know if that means they're trustworthy. It means they're real. I can believe it. No, I can totally believe it. Be like, oh, I feel so bad, but I can't just like walk off the court and go to the locker room, so I got to do something. So I'm going to get wheeled out of here to make it look like it's something serious, drop a huge one, and then come running back in, refreshed. I, I honestly do that. Did you find yourself doing that like when you were more of an athlete or maybe even when you, you play your recreational sports I, now? I always – The PGP. I always... Go to the bathroom Pre-game beforehand, poop. everything. Don't even have to want to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, the PGP, it's important. It's important yeah. to get everything out, feel light, feel fit yeah. before you, you get out you're there. You're not carrying as much weight. You want to be speedy much out there. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a, that's a part of it should be at least. A Especially part of when you're playing athletes. those uh, those four-hour games, like the 11-day power play. Yeah, when you're playing the 11-day oh, power yeah. play, you want to make sure that you are – you might want to cleanse beforehand. So Is it three hours? Light. Wait, it's three hours this year? I believe so. That is, it is? I think so, yeah. I you're think the fir- each is first- three hours. And by the way, I'm doing my cleanse now. It's a great idea. Good advice. You're the f- what kind of cleanse are you doing? <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> you're the first person I've heard say it's three hours, so. Mm. I'm well, gonna I see b- shifts from six to nine. I don't know. Maybe the GR shift's different. I don't know. All right. I'll take that. Three hours. We'll have to look at that. That, that so might make confirm. sense. That might make sense because more teams. Yep. 
I don't know. I'm just here. Anyways, that clip was about uh, Jeff Skinner via Jason oh, yeah. Bottrell. You can listen to audio from Bottrell and uh, Ralph Kruger as well on demand at WGR550.com and the uh, the Radio.com app. That's a thing now. That's new to you. At least that was that was just starting to, uh, to come into play about okay. a year ago, um, because I do remember people complaining about it. Yeah, there were some bugs in the beginning, but we're good now. It's good now. Yeah, we're yeah, good now. Good. Um, has sound optimistic from the beginning on Skinner Kruger. I, I love that he's like open about this stuff too, because one thing I get annoyed by more than anything is people in sports trying to hide everything, like even the little things, like today. Even though everybody knows that Zdeno Chara broke his jaw, or at the very least, you know, has a face injury, considering he got hit in the face with a puck, the Bruins still want to call it upper body. Well, maybe he, like, got hit with the, the puck in the face, so he, like, turned then, his head real hard and he strained his neck. Then call it a neck injury. What's the problem? What's the issue? I don't know. Okay, anyways, this is one point about that anyway. Ralph Kruger doesn't seem like that type of person. Um, he comes right out and says, hey, long conversation with, with Skinner. Um, he sounded optimistic. I feel like if he had it in his mind that he didn't think he was going to be here, then he would have led on to that or he would have used different language in the conversation with him, um, and he didn't. So Kruger sounded very optimistic that he'll be here. Bottrell sounded optimistic as well that he'll be here. Have you heard any of the numbers that are like being tossed around with him? Like eight and a half, and a half to, nine to nine and a half. And a half. I'm okay with nine. Whatever. It's a lot, but. I mean, what are you going to do? Just desperate. let that guy walk. I mean, honestly, you don't really have much of a choice. The guy's got you backed into a corner, essentially. You're, he, he knows you're, gonna, you're desperate. And you're going to let a 40-goal score walk away. No, you can't. You, We're going to replace when, it. Yeah, exactly. With with this team and the, the talent that you've let go over the years, you, you've got Tim Murray making all the trades to bring talent in. None of those guys remain, really. Uh, no, none of them, actually. All the players that you trade those high picks for, none of them are here anymore. O'Reilly's gone, Kane's gone, Leonard's gone. Like none of those guys are here anymore. And What's amazing the, is they all have succeeded to some yeah, extent in the playoffs. I mean, you got a, a Selkie finalist, a freaking Vezina finalist, which I have no. That, that was uh, if the I was Leonard on the one. radio. Leonard being a Vezina finalist is ridiculous. He barely played more than half of the games. He, he split was, time with Thomas Grice all year, and we're going to call him a Vesna candidate? Well, he was the best goalie when he was in those games. But, I mean, still, come on. A Vesna candidate is like a goalie that carries his team, okay. not a team that carries their goalie. Who else should have been a nominee? I don't know. I knew you were going to say that, I and that's why you know. can't just come right out and say Braden Holpe, just give him another one. 930 save percentage for Robin Leonard this year. Okay, that's really good. That's really good. What was Braden well, what's Holpe's? Carter Hutton? Does Carter Hutton deserve to have a Vesna nomination because he played 35 games last season well, at a 930? That was only 35. How many did Leonard play? 50? 46. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's 11 different. That's a that big difference. That is ridiculous. That's a big difference. That's a difference between a backup and a starter. Whatever. I think you have to meet the, the one qualification that you have to meet to be a Vesna nominee is to play 42 games. You have to play half over half. To even be considered. You can't consider a guy who plays 35. You could st- I'm not saying Leonard's going to win it. If Leonard had, better not. No, if Leonard played 60, 65 games with these numbers, he would run away with it. Yeah. The only reason he's not going to win it is because of the games played. If Hutton had played 46, 50 games last year, I bet you he would have been a nominee. I would have thought. But I, like, Leonard, I wouldn't have guessed that would have happened. I'm not really shocked, though, that he had that season. Like, I always saw a really good goalie. I thought he was good. I always did too. I he was he had a down year last year for sure. Like I won't argue that. 
Um, but the two seasons prior, he was putting up save percentage numbers that the Sabres hadn't seen since Robin Leonard's Vesna season. Like he was. You mean Don McCashick or Ryan Miller? Ryan Miller. Ryan. What did I say? Robin. Leonard. Oh right, yeah, Ryan Miller's Vesna. Season. This is. This Robin Leonard's. This is Robin Leonard's season. season. But like he was putting up 920, 924, and that was over about an 80, 90 game stretch if you factor in those injuries he had in the year in year one. So to me, he had a year and a half of really good hockey, and then one bad year. Yes. But at the end of the day, how much did you have to pay him? It's not like you had to lock him into a five-year deal, $5 million per year. If you wanted to sign him now, you're probably going to have to do that because he's going to be a free agent. I'm sure he'll get that, or maybe he won't, but I think he will. You, you would have, It would have cost you like one year, a couple million bucks. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I always thought that he, he had a bad rap around him, and I honestly think that he was, was, he was a casualty of kind of the same mentality with Ryan O'Reilly, where it was a locker room kind of issue, and he's come out since then about his mental problems that he had while he was in Buffalo with what was going on in his personal life. He's come out and talked about that and how those have improved, and if he was able to improve those here, I think that would have improved. My, my thing that he comes out and he talks about, like how vicious like the the buffalo market in general could be when you get that feedback loop and i think that's one thing that people tend to ignore because you talk about buffalo as like a media market and like okay it's a smaller media market but i think there's always going to be it's a smaller market and i think people in buffalo care especially about hockey and just sports in general more than people in larger markets where there's going to be kind of more going on in larger markets so there's a lot more voices and there's not as much going on to where things come back to you easier in a smaller market in buffalo than in new york even though you're in new york if you're robin leonard but you're on the islanders you're on the lesser new york team so you're probably not hearing as much and you had a great season about how much you suck or how much that you can't stop a shootout shot to save your life yeah the fishbowl effect the what, That's what they call that the fishbowl effect oh because like you're like in a from? bubble you know fishbowl that's right okay that makes sense yeah. mike jafari contributing real good out of mike jafari yeah Wednesday. learning things every time mike jafari's in here edmonton's the same way that's why players and coaches uh, that's what they call it so apparently not only did paul pierce admit he had to go to the bathroom poop he says he pooped his pants Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think no that's what he's way. saying. We're, we'll get to the bottom of this during the break. We'll play back some audio when we come back. It's the nightcap. Last call after this. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. Jody Biasi, Ryan Gates, Mike Jafari here on WGR. Paul here. Eleven years ago today, wheelchaired off the floor for reasons he will keep to himself. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Whoa! I just had to go to a bathroom. A number a wheelchair? one or a I had to go two. to the bathroom. But why did you need a wheelchair to get to the bathroom? It was that I, bad. Was something went down. I had to <laughs> do it. Oh, you were streaking. Okay. Anywho, deuce, uh, huh? injuries. <laughs> he pooped his pants. He poops. Paul Pierce pooped his pants. Paul Pierce pooped his pants. Literally. He just admitted it. I mean, I... Why would you keep that a secret, though, for 10 years and then let it out now? Like, Because now he's you know, a TV the grave, personality. You go to the grave with that. No. No. Come on. That's something you let loose. Like your stool in your pants. <laughs> literally, he let it loose. He literally let it loose. I mean, that's amazing. Wow. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, hey, good for him. Uh, he had a legitimate reason to leave. Like, he's like, I cannot go back out on the but back of basketball floor because this, what if what if something starts running down my leg? He I had mean, this that is rep though. Be he had this rep though of 
He's like, the guy who got injured where he couldn't walk, and he he toughened it out, and he came back. Yeah, that is. And that whole story is dead now. That that whole story is going to be just, taking a uh, a large hit. I'm just surprised he even said it. Um, anyways, uh, Clay Thompson out for tonight's game, but it looks like he might be active, um, which is weird. But it doesn't look like he'll play, which is pretty big for this series. Um, I mean, it should be big for the series. I thought Durant not playing would make it a lot easier for Toronto, and they struggled to get on the board at all uh, in Game 2. Um, you haven't watched any of the series? It's been good. You should give it a shot. You watching the finals at all? The Stanley Cup finals? You're watching any sports? That are, you're just watching uh, Bar Rescue and 90 Day Fiance. No, really what I'm doing is I'm playing a lot of beach volleyball and golf. Mm. So Ooh. that's what I spend like my my evenings doing now. I'm not around a TV usually. I'm usually outside drinking somewhere or playing volleyball or playing golf. I'm not around a TV, so I'm I just I just haven't I haven't been made aware of anything. I'm I, not on social media. I don't I don't keep up with things. I'm just out there. I'm living my life. It's yeah. I, I hate it. After 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 I leave here at nine o'clock usually I'm doing about the like. I would say the biggest reason I'm going to the gym almost every night after I get out of here. There, wow. and the fact that there's TVs there though, like that's helping me keep up with like, you know, a lot of the. You finals don't do the there. the pre-work gym since you don't come into work until like noon. No, I go before and then I go after. You do two a days. I'm going hard for the 11 day power play. Yeah, I do two and a half miles in the morning. I do two and a half miles. Oh, at night. so that's how you're doing five miles. Per yeah, day. I thought you were doing five no, miles no, at I'm not, once. I, See, I'm, I'm allowed to say that though, right? I can tell yeah, you're people run, I'm, do, you're I'm running doing five, five miles, miles a day. day. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not untrue. They don't have to know when I do it. Yeah, I mean, cool. You're gonna Maybe run a marathon soon? Yeah, I'm a little far away from that. I think. Okay. It's hard to do more than. I could probably do five if I really tried in one uh, one run, but uh, it'd be tough. Five k? You could do a five k. Yeah, that's less than five miles. That is less than five miles. That's it's five kilometers. Three point eight or something. Three point eight something. We just become the metric system. That's a, that's a conversation that we do not have time for. No, we don't. All right, thanks for coming in. You want to mention one more time uh, about the fundraiser? Yeah, 11-day power got- play fundraiser, 6 to 10 p.m. next Friday. You can hit me up on Twitter at corporate underscore gates if you, if you want any tickets to that. Or you can show up at the door. We'll have plenty of tickets at the door for you. 20 bucks gets you in, food, beer, uh, food provided by Fat Man's Pizzeria. I'll be back on Saturday to try to sell more tickets. So, uh I'm I'm a corporate yeah, man come, doing corporate things, fundraising. That's what he's for doing. He's, he only comes around now to spread his corporate propaganda. It's the only reason the the man ever comes around uh, these parts. Uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem, man. Also, we'll do it again. Also, yeah, come by because I'm gonna be there, and you can meet some of your uh, your D-list WGR uh, Buffalo Z-list. celebrities. Just Z-list general Z-list. celebs. Z-list Buffalo celebrities. Yes, for sure. Try to get one A-lister. Should try to get at least one. You know, we'll see. Josh we'll Allen. see if any of the uh, that's the other how you local get people there. I know. I, like a, like I was a, honestly thinking about this. I saw I, I friended this guy randomly on social media, and he's got his own podcast, and he was able to get Lorenzo Alexander on his podcast. So I'm thinking, what if I just reach out to Lorenzo Alexander and say, hey, man, can you come out to my fundraiser to, or, to help me out? I'm telling you, man, how many people would buy tickets to come watch? Watch Josh Allen punch the guy who quit over the Bills drafting him in the face. Uh, we wouldn't have a facility big enough. We'd have to, we'd have to rent out first stadium. Niagara Center. We could do it at the stadium. All high stadium. <laughs> oh, that would be enough. That's less than the uh, whatever. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think it'd be enough. All right, thanks everybody for listening. I'll be back tomorrow for a brief show because we'll have Stanley Cup Finals on tomorrow at eight o'clock. And that's it for us. You can miss any of the show. It's on demand at wgr550.com or it will be shortly. So nightcap with Jody Biasi, Ryan Gates, and Mike Jafari here on WGR.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.